Hey dear practitioners and welcome to another episode of the Limbs Praxis podcast. This episode is more geared towards people that have already listened to a few of my things or seen some videos, so I won't bother you with a long intro. What I will do in this episode is I will answer some questions and later in this episode I will discuss some feedback or criticism that I got about my editing in some recent videos and I will contemplate a bit, little bit about that so that will be interesting for everyone I think. I got two questions about nutrition which are very similar so one guy asked me about how's my nutrition and then another practitioner asked me about nutrition for health, longevity, energy and performance. Nutrition is quite a complex topic so I won't go too much into it now that might be great for another episode but let's look at some basics actually let's look at the three important things that you need to understand if you look through all the nutrition advice that you heard in your life that you saw that you read what are common things there what is repeated over and over again so that's number one i look for similarities so what is clear for us what good nutrition is what is just clear and note i don't care if there's an echo chamber in one community where they all say the same, but I care about that people from different strains of thoughts are agreeing on something. Now, maybe you know someone that is a vegan and says, this is the best nutrition out there. Like, since I'm a vegan, I feel so much better. Maybe you have a very broad range of friends or acquaintances and you also know someone that is a carnivore that only eats meat and this person says since i'm only eating meat i'm feeling so much better how is it possible that two people eat so different and both say they feel so good and the best they ever felt in their life one thing we always have to take into account is how did people eat before so if someone makes a diet change but the diet change is actually from eating very bad like eating a lot of processed food a lot of chemical rich foods like man-made chemicals i mean then in a sense it doesn't matter which diet you are but it will improve how you feel so did people already eat what is supposed to be healthy before and then change something and that improved how they felt or did they come from a crap diet and then okay now they eat vegan or now they eat paleo or yoga style i don't know it's easy to feel better on a diet if your diet before was very bad but there's another thing here which is the genetic differences of the people. And this is where dieting becomes so complex, where nutrition becomes so complex. We are not all the same. We are actually differing quite a bit in how and what happens with the food that we take in. So your personal individual goal with nutrition is always to figure out what is the best nutrition for you. And notice there can be cultural and social aspects about this as well. So I give you some examples about me. I'm careful with dairy products. I don't eat too many milk products. Although I really like them, I notice that my tonsils react to them. Another thing I'm careful about is histamine. If I eat a histamine-rich diet, then I develop an achy throat or I have less energy or also a headache. And I personally don't need to eat a super low histamine diet, but I wouldn't feel so great if I, le if I eat a lot of parma cheese plus salami. Unfortunately, I also react 
in the same way to high percentage chocolate, which was really a big love that I had. High percentage chocolate, like 90%, But at some point I realized that when I eat this chocolate, I develop a headache. And this just developed at some point in my life. So something changed. And I can eat a piece of like 85% here and there, especially if I didn't eat that for a longer time. But generally speaking, that's out of my diet, which I'm sometimes a bit sad about. But yeah, that's it. There are also some more specific foods where I feel it's not really my thing. Like I don't like how I feel after eating them. For example, I don't like to eat broccoli too often. Maybe that's like the four-year-old inside of me. But what I'm doing is observing very carefully how do I feel after I ate something in order to really do my own personal diet and also acknowledging that this is not a thing you do for a certain time and then you stop to feel, to perceive. But my digestion is changing through time, my body is changing through time, my self is changing through time, so my nutrition is also changing through time. So that's why it's always a little bit ridiculous if people talk about this is the best diet or that is the best diet, blah, blah, blah. This is like a children thing and I've talked about this a few times already. I have a video about that called your diet and being a grown-up. It's like movement training. What is the best movements to do? Or what is, or like martial arts, what is the best martial arts? The best nutrition is personalized, individualized nutrition. But there's a third thing here about nutrition that is not so much just biological, but actually what makes it hard for people to stick to a healthy nutrition is very often it is things that go beyond that nutrition. It's not just how does it taste what I eat and so on. Like, ah, I want my candy and blah, blah, blah. But why do you want the candy? That's the question. And the answer here is that nutrition is not just eating things for the macro and micronutrients so your organs function well, but all of this is connected to something beyond that which is your whole self, you could say. But also, let's refer back to the biopsychosocial model. So it will be hard for you to stick to a vegan diet if you are in the Arctic hunting with the Inuit and there's actually no plants. And in other places, it will be difficult to stick to a diet which is very meat-based. But if we are in a scenario where you have abundance of food and you can choose what supports you in making good choices is that you feel at peace and that you feel you don't need to compensate something through your diet. That means you have a low stress level. So if you're not stressed, it will be much easier to have a healthy diet. So do you actually live a life that allows you to eat a healthy diet? And don't take it as an excuse, obviously. But if you want to eat more healthy, don't just look at the diet, but look also at everything around it. Because actually... The problem that most people have is not that they don't know how to eat well. Obviously, the details many people don't know. But, I mean, we understand that eating at McDonald's is not healthy or Coca-Cola, like this stuff. This principle is very simple. Everything that comes from the USA, you don't eat. But if you live in Europe, you just stick with what's growing on European farms. And, of course, you can add your bananas and stuff. Yeah, but unprocessed foods... That's clear for people. And then the D is how much meat, which vegetables and blah, 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 blah. Now we already go into the more individual layer. But have you actually mastered this first layer? That's the question. And if not, like, okay, first figure that out. How to eat well 
in general without the special details. Last thing that I add to the nutrition topic before we move on is if you can stop to eat, this is like the Siddhartha thing, no? I can wait, I can think, I can fast. If you can do this three, you covered the base of good nutrition. Guys, if you want in a later episode, we can talk about the practicalities of how to keep a good nutrition alive. Just tell me if you're interested in that. Let's jump to a very different topic because I got the question about the Han Solopreneur, yeah, this joking term I came up with. So there's the Solopreneur and then there's the Han Solopreneur who is working with one Chewbacca. And the question is if I work according to the weekday. So if I take Sundays off and no, very often I cannot take Sundays off because I teach a workshop. So my work is happening very regularly when other people have their free time. But I try to keep enough weekends empty for my family. So my juggle is always to try to have enough time with my children and with Annika and to be there for other family members and friends. And for me, that can often mean I either already start pretty early in the morning or I do another work session when the kids are asleep in the evening. So although I think it makes a lot of sense to work according to the weekdays and I think the Sunday should be a holy day, a day of rest, in my life, there are things that are more important than that. So regularly, I don't do on Sunday what God did on the seventh day, but I work. But on the other hand, that can mean that I have my Sunday on a different day of the week. Regularly, I get asked about my current goals. And yesterday, I had a phone call with a colleague also, and he asked me, what is it what I'm currently working on? And I told him, I'm working on solving the problem. And what is the problem? The problem is that I think we as human beings could be better in working together. And there is a problem with cynicism. There's a problem with darkness. And there's a problem with people feeling they fell out of an airplane and they like there's nothing that they can grab to steer the path. They're just falling. And this is what often creates this cynicism that I see people having in their actions. And one big question for me is, how can we reconnect to something that is beyond ourselves or higher than ourselves? Because there's lots of fighting and conflicts. But can we rest deeply on our inner couch and cooperate with each other in this beautiful world? That's obviously not just my current goal, but this is my thing that I'm thinking about every day. Every day in the evening when it became quiet, I have this question with me when I go to bed. Another question that comes regularly up and that someone wrote recently as a comment to uh, a video of mine is what are standards for different movement topics? So the question in particular was I'd be curious to hear more about standards for things like thromp, strength, walking, mobility. How much is needed? What would you say is a good minimum for most people? And I think... First of all, there's two things here about this question. The one thing is that I'm always a little bit hesitant to answer it because I think it's a bit tricky to work with standards. And on the other hand, I understand that it's very, very helpful for the human mind to think about standards and to think, okay, I will, tr I will aim to reach this, this and this and this, and then I'm going to maintain it and then I can shift my focus somewhere else. I think that makes sense. On the other hand, obviously, we are all individuals again and blah, 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 blah. And the big question is, 
standards like what for what you know for what do you need that so maybe the quick answer would be so you're able to do what you want to do or what is your path what is important for you to do so let's say we talk about health and then for walking i usually say something like you should walk at least 35 kilometers a week i think that's good to have in mind if you walk less will that be the end of the world no if you walk more that will be very great But I think if you look at your phone and it tells you in the end of the week, ah, you only walked 15 kilometers, then it's maybe good to get out for half a day and do some long walk. For mobility, I think it's good if you can do a squat. It's good if you can reach your arms overhead well. If It's good if you can touch the ground. These are some specific positions and movements. But overall, what is important in mobility that you can do the things that you want to do in your daily life. Unfortunately, for many people, that doesn't mean that they move a lot. So we have, we need to have longevity on our radar because if you don't move a lot now or if you don't move enough now, later you will most likely run into quite some problems. So in that sense, the question is, can you get to the floor and come back up nicely if you see yoga positions is that something where you feel it's impossible for you or you feel like yes okay that's all right do you have pains when you go in certain ranges of motion without much load on your body or is everything well possible in your normal full range so in that sense you could say the standard would be to use full range of motion in your joints in natural movements that are just normal to do so we're not talking about the splits or something like that but the movements that you do when you walk and climb and work in the garden and maybe wrestle with someone can you do these things or do are you impaired doing the normal stuff what used to be normal not what is normal today because what is normal today is is not is not normal that is way below normal what is normal today and strength is a similar question like can you do normal things like a push-up that's a normal thing to get to stand up from the floor or to pull yourself up like can you do a chin-up can you do some push-ups can you do squats and for me if you are below a certain age i would say Something like a pistol squat is normal, like to be able to stand up on one leg because that's like like a step up on top of something that is higher and for some reason you can't use your arms. I mean, that's normal things. Can you do this normal things? Like I would say it's normal to be able to climb something like FB5 in the, in the boulder and I would say it's normal because my son is climbing at six-year-old the beginner routes in the gym. So if a six-year-old can do the beginner routes, or a six-year-old can climb the rope. And I think a grown-up that has usually normally much more muscle mass should be able to do those things, but actually a little bit better. Because my son, he cannot do a, a chin-up, but he can do this stuff. So yeah, I think that's normal. I do a big jump again. The last worth value item you bought was the question. And actually, I will not answer with something that I bought, but I will answer with something that I rented which is another computer. I rented another computer because I ran into quite a bit of trouble that my computer was 
occupied a lot of the time during the day processing these videos that I make because these have to be decoded and rendered and cut and so on and then uploaded and that's quite a bit of work for a computer. So I rented another computer, I didn't want to buy one. I just rented one for one year so in one year I will give it back and maybe rent a newer version and that is reducing my workflow cuts so that's definitely worth for me the money to have two computers here because this content creation already takes quite a bit of time and it's good if it doesn't take more time than needed and for that reason I would like to reduce the technological reasons it takes a lot of time so the processing power of a computer there are like three categories of things that I buy is things for my work things for my practice or experiencing the world and things for my family but most of the things that I buy is directly for my work here or there by some outdoor stuff or material or tool to craft something but actually for my personal life I think I have everything that I need I have clothes I have shoes I have access and knives and a tent and a sleeping bag so that's good let's go back to the topic of movement because one question that I got was, was about this video that I made about the three steps for more movement to start your movement journey which is about strong walking and strength and then one question that I liked was I know you've started a discussion around number four so in the video I talk about what would be a possible number four but I'd be interested in you addressing in a future video why anyone needs to go beyond these simple recommendations in a movement practice and the thing is that there is missing pieces here and I will talk about the missing pieces in a webinar soon but I want to add one thing here that many people are actually pretty aware of which is endurance or cardiovascular training and the base of this is done by walking especially if you're in a hilly area you can achieve a lot just by walking but if you're more in a flat area then it's good to do some stuff that is a bit more intense and there can be biking there can be swimming that can be yeah like the triathlon stuff but I have also tested how to do endurance training from the perspective of the movement approach so that would be with different things like wrestling or with parkour or with ground movements like crawling stuff or with exuberant arm swing stuff or different jumping things so i played quite a bit of this monitoring my heart rate collecting data also of other people because i felt the problem with endurance especially if you talk about zone two endurance so i will not get more into it for now because I don't want to keep that too long but I will probably address that soon about zone 2 training from the movement approach and I think zone 2 training is something very very interesting but the problem is it takes a long time and if you spend several hours each week doing things like stationary bike inside or running on treadmill I think this time could be used better because people anyway don't have much time for training so I generally would say if you have little time for training I don't want to waste it for just doing endurance like only endurance but I want to include some other things as well like coordination or sensory work yeah like running outside in the forest has a lot of sensory input but to sum it up I think from this first three that I start with there's more steps that are missing in the first three and one is endurance all right coming to the last part of this episode because I got a few varying opinions on some videos that I made that were I think I can say it like this a bit over edited which is because people are used from my side that the videos have a very calm style which I like but I have experimented recently with doing more editing on Instagram but also on YouTube 
And the old school guys, they don't like it so much. Other people told me they really like it. So the opinions vary. But the discussion that happens is what is happening if Josef is now doing a TikTok style? So what would happen? Would there be a problem? And I think we need to contemplate what is actually the goal. Because there is a lot of talk about... People like to mention dopamine and dopamine and dopamine. Everyone is saying dopamine, yeah. But people talk a lot about attention span and all this stuff. Okay, attention span, TikTok is very short. I'm actually, like, after thinking about this for a time and looking a little bit into this stuff, I'm unsure if the problem is as worse as it is on the one hand. And on the other hand, I am also very much concerned. So I think there is a huge problem, but... I think the language that is sometimes used is quite violent and brutal. And I think what is still true, for example, is that, yeah, people watch this super short TikTok stuff and directly swipe and swipe and swipe. But on the other hand, people are watching also very long movies still. Like people are watching three-hour movies. People are going into Oppenheimer. Yeah, How many people went into Oppenheimer, into Barbie, like into these movies that are long? But for sure, there are people that cannot deal with that that are detrained to do that but you can always train yourself again and for years i'm talking about training yourself to do long things i'm really believing that to do long things and this is what i do i'm very trained to do long things but another question arises i think what i'm doing has a lot of worth this is really changing the lives of many people so what i'm looking at is how can i spread the message and that's why i'm experimenting i'm experimenting with videos that are more edited with videos that are karma. And then I want to see what happens, like what people are attracted, how many people are attracted to that. Because in the end, once people are really getting into my stuff and then also start to train with me, they will experience the length. They will experience the long game. They will experience doing things for a long time. They will experience peacefulness, calmness. And the question is, can you already start with that approach or do you need to do it a little bit in a way that people that are not there yet, they're not yet at this length, at this depth. Is it a good idea to get them through stuff that is made in a way that they can consume at the moment? It's a tricky path and there's no clear answer and that's why i'm experimenting with different ways of presenting my ideas although my main way is and will always stay a calm way and a deep way on the other hand it was also very very interesting for me lately to edit these videos to make these videos and i haven't published all of these videos from the tiktok series let's say <laughs> i think it definitely made me a better video editor better amateur video editor of course because everything you've seen lately in the last months has been editing by myself completely like without any help now i get some help again but for a few months i wanted to do everything by myself because that helped me also a lot to figure out how do i want the videos to be and what is actually important for a good video and so on like we talked about the solopreneur and the solopreneur episode that it's so good to have your own experience and i'm cutting videos for a long time but in the last years i really i think i improved my skill and i'm still improving with every video so for the old school guys guys just relax you know if there's a video that you see ah there's a different style a bit different from what i'm usually used from yourself just accept it and realize hey i didn't make necessarily this the way i edited for you but for other people that like that sort of videos to also show them my work. And I think that's a that's a valid way because the intention is clear to get people to the real world and the practice. But I have to say thank you very much for the feedback because it's very important for me. And it was so nice to hear 
from so many people how they love the calm style because I like it so much as well and that really encouraged me to keep that up. So you will see, sometimes there will be more TikTok style videos because I like to play also, but in the end I prefer people to listen or watch my podcast because there's more time to explain ideas here. All right, everyone, if you want me to elaborate on any topic that I talked about in this episode, let me know. You can write me an email or it's very nice if you write a comment on YouTube because comments always show other people that this is a legit stuff. It's worth to listen to it because it's actually you as the audience who decides that. It's not me. I produce, I try my best and then it's up to you if that's worth spreading. If you're not signed up for the newsletter, I want to remind you about that because it's also a very calm environment. It's an environment where I can really craft a nice text for you and I know that many people really enjoy reading this newsletter. All right, if you have any questions, let me know so I can address that in the podcast. And as always, continue. Mm -hmm.